Welcome to this week's Opera Cheat Sheet. I'm Sinjin Flynn. And I'm Eric Skelly. And today we're talking about Giacomo Puccini's Turandot, Eric. Absolutely. His last opera, an opera that remained unfinished when he died in uh, 1924. Right. And uh, because he hadn't finished it, the composer Franco Alfano, he finished the score based on Puccini's notes for opening night. And then subsequently... Uh, Toscanini decided it was way too long. <laughs> in fact, Toscanini conducted the premiere yeah. at, at La Scala in Milan and in 1926. Stopped. It stopped at the point that, that Puccini stopped and said at this point the composer lay down his pen. End of performance. He went back and uh, took the, uh, the cutting scissors to Alfano's completion of the score. And that's really what we hear today. When we're talking about this being incomplete at the time of Puccini's death, the only thing he hadn't completed was sort of the final duet. Duet. Between Turandot and Calaf. the Prince. Mm-hmm. Right. This is based on a play. A fairy tale, actually, by Gozzi, Carlo Gozzi. And it tells the story of a princess in ancient China. Yes. She's a princess whose ancestor, uh, an ancestor by the name of Lo Ling, was essentially raped and murdered by uh, foreign uh, barbarians. And Turandot is so traumatized by this. Now, you know, it's a fairy tale, so it doesn't have to make dramatic sense. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) She's so traumatized by what happened to her ancestor that she, she says in her great aria, In Questa Regia, she... She lives again in me, and because of what happened to her, the horror of what happened to her, uh, she says, "My nessun mavra, no man will ever have me." And to ensure that no man will ever have her, she has convinced her father, the emperor Altum, to decree that in order to win Turandot's hand in marriage, you have to answer three riddles. If you do answer the three riddles, you get to marry Turandot. If you get any one of them wrong, you lose your head. That's a tough bargain. It then. is a tough bargain. And you would think that no one would want to, uh, to take this, this challenge up. And yet, apparently, a lot of, of princes have come. And a lot of princes' heads are on pikes <laughs> as a result. As the opera opens, there is a crowd gathered to see the execution of the latest prince, the Prince of Persia. Yes. Who has failed to answer the three riddles that Turandot has set correctly. Exactly. Among that crowd is an old man and the old man's servant girl, Liu. Right. And the, the old man is actually the exiled king of Tartary. Tartary. Mm-hmm. The exiled king of Tartary. And he, in the course of... And he's, he is blind and his, his slave girl is, is leading him through the crowd... And as they do, a young man sees him and recognizes him and comes forward. Uh, they had been uh, lost from one another for, for we don't know how long, but it turns out this is his son, his son uh, who is the, the prince of Tartary. We don't know his name yet. <laughs> which and is in fact, he tells his father not to speak his name. Exactly. They are in incognito. Uh, in this land. They've been run out of their kingdom uh, and they're on uh, in exile. Liu, the servant girl, the prince asks her why she, of all the people in the kingdom of Tartary, why she remained faithful and followed 
his father, the king, into exile. Yeah, and she says to him, because once in the palace you smiled at me. That's it. She, you know, he was he was kind to her. That's the prince. The prince. Right. The prince. And therefore, she feels a sense of loyalty to him and to his family. And she stayed with Timur uh, on the road of exile and helped him along the way. And uh, and now they're reunited with uh, with the prince. Turandot comes out on the balcony to supervise the the see the execution of. Prince of Persia. Well, and the crowd is pleading with her. And this is a great choral opera, by the way. It's very difficult choral music, very complicated writing, and it's uh, it's it's wonderful to hear. Uh, the crowd is pleading with her for clemency to grant the Prince of Persia his life. He's young, he's handsome, and tragic. They don't want to see him die. No, no, they're tired of the bloodbath. But she walks out, Calaf, Prince of Tartary, sees her and immediately falls in love with her. Right. Having just moments before joined the crowd, he was, he was saying, what, what horrible, horrible person would preside over this, this bloodbath? He sort of developed an antipathy before her before ever seeing her, and then, of course, once he sees her, everything changes. He is absolutely smitten by the very sight of her. She, in turn, in response to the crowd, without saying a word, makes a gesture suggesting, nope, <laughs> he's going to die. And this is how she's characterized as this cold, cold-hearted, aloof princess. Yes, the, the libretto uses those uh, descriptors a lot, cold, icy, to describe her. Calaf rushes toward this big gong outside the palace. And if you want to uh, accept the challenge of answering the three questions and maybe... Uh, gaining the hand of Turandot in marriage, you ring the gong three times. Yes. And as he rushes towards it, any number of people try and dissuade him from doing so. His father, Liu, Liu. and then these three gentlemen that, that we meet, Ping Pang Pong. Yes, the ministers to, to the Emperor Altu and Ping Pang and Pong. They're sort of the comic relief in this tale. They always appear together and they often sing in trio. Uh, and it's like something are, from the Mikado almost. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. They all try to persuade Kalaf and tell him it's not worth it. Don't do it. <laughs> you'll lose. You'll die. You know, and, and, and Timur and Liu are pleading with him, don't leave us alone. You know, don't, don't go off on this mad fool's errand. Kalaf will not listen. And uh, in this huge, big concerted ensemble that ends act one they're all pleading with him and pleading with him and he's going no 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 and he finally he gets up there and he grabs the mallet and rings the gong three times and accepts the challenge we come to act two yeah it's the the act starts with uh, a scene with ping pong and pong uh it's a beautiful scene it's sort of a, a a scene of repose in which the three of them long for the days before Turandot's tyranny. Tyranny. (laughs) Yeah, that's a perfect word for it. Uh, And they dream about returning to their homes and living lives of peace and tranquility. And then they just kind of go, yeah, not going to (laughs) happen. They all get ready for the big ceremony in which Kalaf is to, uh, as as he's still known, the unknown prince, uh, as he goes before. Turandot and Emperor Altuum and uh, prepares to answer his three questions. 
The first riddle she asks him is, what phantom is born every night and dies every morning in the human heart? And it doesn't take him long, and he says, uh, la speranza, hope. And uh, that's, that's the correct answer. The second riddle, what flickers and warms like a flame, yet is not flame? The answer is il sangue, blood. And then the final riddle, what is like ice, yet generates fire, enslaving you if you go free, making you a king if it takes you as a slave? And he takes a long time on this one. And then he finally springs up and says, I know the answer, it's Turandot. And that is indeed the right answer. He's gotten all three answers right. And everybody is rejoicing that the reign of terror is over, <laughs> finally. Turandot's a poor loser, though. She, <laughs> That's saying, she, putting it she begs her father not to force her to take the unknown prince. Exactly, exactly. And the, the unknown prince gives her a way out. He says, I don't want you unwillingly. Therefore, if by dawn, tomorrow morning, you can discover my name, I will forfeit my life. And so then the charge across the kingdom is that nobody shall sleep until his name has been discovered. Yes, the pronouncement from Turandot is Nesun Dorma, which is, of course, the title of the great tenor aria that opens Act 3 that everybody knows from Pavarotti and the World Cup soccer. And uh, it's, the, it's the most famous number from this piece and one of the most famous numbers in opera all, of all time. Everyone is running around trying to frantically discover Kalaf's name, and Kalaf sings this aria with a sense of confidence because he feels as though he has left no stone unturned. He has not revealed his name to anyone that, that she could find out, and he feels like he's going to win. And he ends, Vincero, Vincero I will win. I will win, exactly. The only possible people that might know his name uh, Timur, his father, the blind man, and Liu. And Ping Pang and Pong focus in on the two of them. Yes, they do. And, and bring, him, bring them before Turandot. Liu Leave is the old man alone, she says, yes. She says, I'm the only one that knows his name. Again, she's tortured. She uh, declares you know, she's in love with the unknown prince, um, but refuses to reveal his name. And... Ends up killing herself. She does. She does. But not before Turandot asks her, why? Why are you willing to endure all of this uh, for the sake of this man? And uh, Liu sings a pair of really exquisite arias. Uh, the first one beginning, Tu que digel se cinta, you who are sheathed in ice. And she's, you know, she says, you don't understand. You, you do not understand love. And as the ultimate sacrifice, she, she grabs a dagger from one of the guards that's holding her and, and uh, kills herself. Dawn comes. His name has not been discovered. 
he goes ahead and he reveals himself to Turandot. When they're alone, yeah. She's sort of filled with despair at this point because she realizes, you know, she's not going to find out his name. Uh, and she has indeed lost. And she still doesn't understand the concept of love. Finally, you know, this being early 20th century Italian opera, he grabs her and plants one on her. <laughs> <laughs> And just like that, <laughs> she gets it. <laughs> she finally, finally understands. The ice melts. She sees Kalaf for who he is, that he is someone whom she could love and whom she can trust. And then we hear the trumpets uh, announcing for, to everyone to assemble to find out <laughs> if she knows his name or not. Mm -hmm. And... She goes before her father and says, Father, I know his name. And she says, his name is Love. Final and curtain. Final curtain. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, Turandot, what is this piece's reputation? Ooh. It is, uh, when an opera company announces that they're doing Turandot, uh, if they've got any kind of a decent cast, it will sell out. It's, it's huge, partly because of the fame of Nessun Dorma. Mm -hmm. People hear Nessun Dorma and think, ah, okay, why don't I start with this opera? And it is a great opera to start with if you've never seen one before. Uh, it is huge on a grand, grand scale. The orchestra is big. The voices are huge. Puccini's Turandot. That's this week's Opera Cheat Sheet. I'm Sinjin Flynn. And I'm Eric Skelly. Thank you for listening. Yeah.